0: If you look into the distance, there's a house upon the hill Guiding like a lighthouse It's a place where you'll be safe to feel our grace Cause we've all made mistakes If you lost your way I will leave the light on What is up guys, this is Harrison Schertzinger And welcome to the Change University Podcast Where our curriculum is you It's me, it's all of us I believe if we want life to change, we have to change I have to change, you have to change But which version of of you that's the question of the day and that's the question of this show it's the you you think yourself to be because who we think we are it's not who we are just a conversation that's why we're going to have one right now as a reminder you can subscribe to the show in whatever app whatever podcast app you use that would be very appreciated And also, if you could, if you get something out of today's show, if it gives you a fresh insight, a powerful perspective, something to act on, to initiate into your life, all that I ask is maybe hit a few stars at the bottom. That would be great. But also, if you could share it with a friend, spread the message. The only way this show grows is by value exchange, simple value exchange. If I do something good, if I help you, I ask that you help me. That would be very appreciated. And we're going to continue this series looking at a very wise man in Krishnamurti, some of his ideas some of his insights perspectives we're going to really we're scratching the surface the man wrote i don't know how many books in the 50s 60s he basically his whole life did what these things called satsangs where he would just sit in a tent or sit in a classroom he would be invited all around the world and he would speak people would ask him questions and he would answer And so, of course, a lot of those conversations have been recorded, they've been put into videos, and so there's so much that we could work from, but we're going to look at a few highlights this week. He was a guy who, he really believed in this concept of the fifth turning, that that man would have to be saved through the revolution, the involution of consciousness, meaning we would be going from self-conscious to conscious of self. That the evolution of man, the evolution of our society would would take place through the involution of who we are thinking ourselves to be. And so, that is a huge concept, but really, it boiled down to just constantly being in an internal revolt. Not seeking for more, but, but knowing there is more. And that's subtly what we're looking at today. This verbatim concept or the quote is this, this creative discontent, that creativeness, it has roots in the initiative, which comes into being only when there is deep discontent. I'm sure you've felt this in your life. I know I absolutely have. This quote hit me pretty hard because it almost put this, this clear string through all the moments in my life where I made a huge jump in progress. Where I was incredibly discontent. I was deeply discontent. This creative initiative. It's not coming from a moment of judgment, of guilt, of shame, but a moment of being discontent. I know there's more, and I don't want to tolerate this anymore. The quote kind of goes on to say, creative discontent, which is not the desire for more. That's the key. It's not a movement or manipulation to get something. It's the knowing that the way it is right now is not the way it has to be. The way it is right now is not the way I want it. And so we circle back around quickly to, to look at this, this creative initiative. That's what we all want in our life, I believe. We are creative beings. We're made in the image and likeness of God. Therefore, we are creators. We are co-creators of our reality, whether it be at the f- most fundamental level in the way we are internally describing, explaining, creating our reality, but also in just how we are coloring our life. With, with the way we decorate our homes, with what we wear, with the people we surround ourselves with, with what we listen to, with what I watch, with what I read, with how, our, our, how I speak. It's all creating my reality. Obviously, absent of vocation, of job, of what I am creating. But I want to look at, and what we're looking at today, is how can I cultivate... Or notice this discontentment and not look away from it, because if we're looking at creativity, an initiative that is not a desire for more, but purely a desire to create, to bring something new into this world, to bring the sub, to be the subtle cause that brings something new, it has to come from a deep discontent. And this brought to mind this this famous speech, or at least it's famous in my eyes, from a man named Bob Proctor. He was a great teacher. He passed away, I think, three, four years ago. And he has these powerful lines where he's talking about dissatisfaction is not a negative state. It is a creative state. It is where this this perfection, the spiritual essence, that is it's seeking expression in and through you. It is noticing where there's a gap between who you are, what you are at your core, and what you are tolerating. And that's something to sit with. This dissatisfaction, this discontentment is the perfection, the spiritual essence seeking expression in and through you where the gap between what you're tolerating and the worth, the value at your core... That gap is the discontentment. That gap is the dissatisfaction. The creative initiative is the calling, or the invitation to close it, the prompting, the pulling. And so, of course, I want to reflect into my life on where, where am I discontent? I also want to understand that happiness and discontentment, they're not mutually exclusive, meaning someone who's discontent with the way things are can be constantly in a happy state, can be constantly in bliss. Ed Milet, he talks about being blissfully dissatisfied, meaning I'm understanding the beauty, the joy, the the, the calling, the honor, the reverence of what it means to just be a living being, that life itself, the just being a person has a bliss to it, has a joy to it. At its core, is fun. It's an adventure. It's exploration. We're constantly curious. But then I almost want to constantly be dissatisfied knowing that where I am right now doesn't have to be where I'm always going to be. And Ed Milette, this is a businessman who again almost climbed out of the trenches, who was, who's very poor, Who whose power got shut off, water got shut off, but he's now he's worth $600, $700 million. He, he has his own island, and he's lived through that basically one saying, to be blissfully dissatisfied, to be constantly measuring where you are to where you want to be and taking this creative initiative to close that gap, this discontentment. And so if we think that happiness and discontentment are at odds, obviously we're going to lean away, from, lean away from it. And so we want to see, it doesn't have to be that way. The other thing, the main point is this. In order for me to use this, as I was reading, as I was reflecting, as I started to see when in my life I initiated this, I saw the absence, the, the necessary absence of judgment, when I make a mistake, when I see where things have slid or declined to, I cannot I cannot judge myself for it. I cannot beat myself up and start to become my own worst enemy. When I made mistakes, what what gave me the power, the empowering state, the creative initiative was this discontentment that came immediately after. But also that that igniting fire to do something with it. To put in new strategies, new measures, to never allow it to happen again. In fact, maybe two, three years ago, I started to get worried with myself of like, man, I make the best progress when I make the biggest mistakes. When I make mistakes, I start to put in almost what I would call bumpers. You can't throw gutter balls when you've got the bumpers up. So when I would make a mistake, I would put in new strategies, new tactics. I would make my biggest leap in thinking in initiating ideas. And I would be like, whoa, whoa. I don't want it to always have to be this way. I don't want to have to wait on the pain, on the suffering, on life to bring me the lessons. I want to initiate this consistently from within. And that's this constant discontentment with the way things are, not meaning I am, I am upset, that I'm unhappy. But I just know it doesn't have to always be that way, that there is more. And that I can bring more to whatever situation, whatever circumstance I'm walking in and through. And I'm... I hope I'm doing a a decent job at drawing a complete circle with this because there is so much power here. I have felt it and I like the way Krishnamurti talks about it. That this creativeness, this this creative initiative, it has its roots. in being... Deeply discontent. I wonder where you could see this in your life. I wonder what area of your life. Maybe it's with your fitness. Maybe it's with your nutrition. Maybe it's with your finances, relationships, whatever it may be. I think a great thing too, this is the last thing I'll say very quickly. A great way to spot this, and this is something I do, is I make sure everything else is in order. Meaning the, the clothes, my nutrition, my fitness, the, the way things are laid out in my room, in my house. My house isn't going to be messy. My schedule is going to be in order. Things are going to be clear. And from there, from that well-ordered, well-organized space, I can start to see what am I avoiding? Because usually we don't want conflict. We don't want to stare directly at what we are discontent with. We avoid it. Avoidance is that fear response. Anything that is less than us, anything that might be be damaging to us, we're going to try to avoid. And so for me to initiate this, what I'm thinking about today specifically is the areas of my life that I can control. I want those to be in order. I want those to be clear. I, of course, want to have a vision and a standard for them. And then the areas in my life that I want to improve on, I want to bring a consistent attitude of discontentment, a blissful dissatisfaction and understanding that that when i come consistently with a creative and curious attitude i can improve whatever i'm walking into consistently, one day at a time. When i commit to constantly creating in this domain whatever it may be, i can start to shape, influence, inspire, change etc. And so I wonder where in your life, or if you can start in your life to apply this steady discontentment, this creative initiative that can only come from a deep discontentment, that how I'm living right now is far below, far below who I am. That's what I'm thinking about today. This this message, it definitely had some magnitude and it was a it was a tough one, I think, to draw for full circle on, but I hope you can get a, I hope you saw a glimpse of it. Because I know for me, it, it's it's something I'm thinking about. So if you got something out of today's show, I hope you got something out of today's show. This is a big one. This was a big one. And uh, if you did, I ask that you pay the fee or pray for me. But most importantly, I ask that you try to apply it to your life. You try to initiate it and being a living example of it so we can raise the standard for what it means to be human. So pay the fee or pray for me. Either way, I'm praying for you. God bless you, my friend. Have a great day. Be powerful and live on purpose. the light on Cause I will leave the light on